Welcome back to another episode of MJ's Progress, Not Perfection, where I'm changing my format a little bit. I'm still going to do interviews, just not as much. I'm going to be focusing on my upbringing and how I moved over 30 times in 30 years. So don't be confused as to sometimes I'll do interviews here and there. But if you go back to the episodes I just released, you'll hear my overview and you'll also hear my first six years. Um, I was having trouble doing it solo. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I really was. <laughs> I, I, it's hard for me to just talk in a mic to no audience. I literally stand up comedy. You know, I'm used to having an audience when I talk and feed off the audience and do crowd work and, you know, kind of bounce around. I can't just sit there like a sociopath, I'm, and you're listening to me and you do them solo, you're not a sociopath, probably, but I just felt like one. I felt like... Well, you have a hard time with, like, feeling like you aren't... Like, you second-guess yourself too much. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's way better for you to have somebody to be like, no, keep going. Yeah, I need, so I was going to record my third episode of a separate show, and then I just, I couldn't take it anymore. I couldn't just talk into the microphone without bouncing off anybody. So I decided I was going to take down my other episodes in the other show and combine everything into MJ's Progress Not Perfection, since there's already a hundred and some episodes out, people are already listening and the people that reacted to my stories in there are the ones that inspired me to, you know, kind of do one on my story more in depth. And I figure right now, since I'm not, like, getting guests all the time, that this is a perfect opportunity to bring people up to speed on why I am the way I am or who I am because of how I, you know. But I needed to have an audience. So Mikey, who puts the M in MJ's, it's only fitting that we do this together since we have both of our names on this podcast already. Yeah. And since we had to shut down the center, this has given us something else to do together that can be creative. I mean, as as I say that as she's drawing. Like... <laughs> I, I can't just talk and not do something with my hands no i totally get it i'm okay with it. and that's why we have the mic set up the way that they are it's perfect yes. so where we left off in my story if you listen to those first episodes you heard an overture of my story and then you heard my first six years and how i grew up my first six years i you know when i was three when my brother was born that we eventually became best friends but it wasn't after years of having ha having at it and being enemies. Because I think that's part of just growing up with a younger brother. I'm not sure. Yeah, I think that's just sibling stuff. Nothing too crazy. No. I mean, we just used to box in the backyard. <laughs> yeah, that's a little different than some other families. But, you know, it, it your, worked your dad us. had creative methods. Yeah, and yeah. it worked. Yep. So, we are now up to first grade because I I guess I still break things up. And when I when you moved as much as I do, 
it you know you kind of find measuring points as to like where was I when this happened and a lot of things happened when I was at Mary Bray That's creates chapters for you dear well yep Mary Bray was a big chapter for me that's where I met my now best friend we've been best friends um, almost 30 years we we met when we were seven in first grade we both turned seven within two weeks literally Tim's birthday is exactly two weeks before mine so he was two weeks older than me our entire lives <laughs> and he, he'll always message me happy birthday you old fuck <laughs> like like i'm the young one yeah in the friendship you gotta calm down but when we were growing up you wanted to be the older one Mm-hmm. You know, it was cool to be the older one and not the... I was one of the oldest in our grade. We both were. Well, yeah, fall fall birthdays, you're always the oldest one in the grade. You're, you're either the oldest or you're the youngest. Yeah. And since I was my mom's firstborn, she didn't, she didn't send me as early as she could have. Mm-hmm. She could have sent me, you know, a year earlier, but I guess... And plus, she babysat my mom. Like, that's the thing is, there was always kids around. Besides my brother, she babysat at least three to five other people on any given day. Yeah. So, I grew up with a lot of kids my age because they were always in the house with my mom. Yeah, so, like, you kind of had just, like, automatic friends. You had play dates every day. That's exactly <laughs> what it was. And I can recall, like, when we grew up on a court, it was, you know, where you couldn't drive down. It was like a cul-de-sac that was all sidewalk. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and you had to park at the end of the court or in your backyard, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we used to play, like, red light, green light, and all those kind of games going down our court. When I moved in first grade, um, that's, that's this big move, um, it, it was definitely... You couldn't play outside anymore. Like, you could, but not in the street, I mean. Yeah. You know, there was plenty of backyard. We had a pool in our backyard for, for a little while before we got rid of it. That Actually, when my, when my dad got rid of the pool, because there was no point in having a pool, we grew up with grandparents that lived on the shore all year round. Yeah, who wants to maintain a pool when you can just go down to the shore? Yeah. Yeah. And so we got rid of the pool. It was too much to maintain with us not using it enough. And there was like a ring in our backyard, like a circle. <laughs> yeah. That we had. It never quite grew right, right with the rest of the, the yard. And that's where we would box at is in that <laughs> ring. You literally had a boxing ring like, uh, yeah. and built into the yard. Yeah, that's exactly what we, what we had. Um, that's funny. So... Tim and I would do sleepovers on Saturdays because with, within fast time, pretty quickly, Tim's dad and my dad became best friends. They met when when Tim's dad would drop him off. My dad and him would go out and hang out at the bar and swap stories, and my mom would just watch us. Oh. And that was... they Well, they did everything together, my yeah. dad and Mr. Kerper. They did... um. Yeah, they were best friends too, weren't they? Yeah, they became best friends. Like they coached us in baseball. Mm-hmm. They were both part of like the base baseball board. 
you know, like oh, the, yeah. the clubhouse dads that made sure that the schedules got taken care of. My dad was in charge of getting advertisement. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember you telling me about this. Didn't he get some uh, unconventional? Yeah, he... <laughs> my dad... You know how when you go to a Little League game, the fence is lined with, like, local sponsors that, like, for X amount of money, you know, put my sign up. Yeah, and for X amount yeah. of money, you sponsor a team. Yeah, like a garbage company. Or... Yeah, they'll have, like, their sign up mm-hmm. against the fence, and we would sell advertisement. Well... My dad actually got us brand new lights by getting a strip club in town to donate like $5,000 to cover the new lights. I mean, it... <laughs> if, you're, if you're part of Money from Baseball right now as a parent and you see those lights that are lighting up the sky, just know they were paid on, paid for. And very hard-working ladies down at the old 710 that doesn't exist anymore. We used to call All it, those single moms giving back. We called it 710 because you um, it was the address on the front of the building. Oh. It was 710 Black Horse Pike. And okay. now it is a Taco Bell slash KFC, I think. Oh. One of those kind of like double stores or... Oh, hey, I like those. I'm just saying, that's what's there now. Instead of being a strip club, that's what's there now. But yeah, we we grew up going down the shore a lot. Because my, my dad's parents lived in Long Beach Island. Mm-hmm. Um, which it isn't known for being a town that has a boardwalk, but it's more known for mini golf. So oh. We have so many memories of playing mini golf down there and like going at it. You know, fight amongst the family over mini golf. <laughs> I can imagine that got like really competitive on my dad's side because my cousins are older. Yeah. So like on my mom's side, I'm the oldest of nine grandkids. Yeah. So on... you didn't have as much competition on that yeah. side. Yeah. And on my dad's side, I was I was the th- thirty. I was the middle. Mm-hmm. There was there's five grandkids on that side, and I'm smack dab in the middle of them. With my brother and sister being the younger ones. Yeah. So, yeah, we grew up going down the shore a lot and spending our summers down there bringing friends with us. We were always allowed to bring friends with, you know, with our family and everything like that. So, Tim came on a lot of trips down the shore with me. Yeah, I mean, with your parents being friends, I'm sure that that, it was never, like, a big deal no, Tim was one of seven. Yeah. So it, it was giving them a break, if anything, because there was five of them that lived under the same roof. Five wow. brothers. <laughs> yeah. We spent many of... Um, we eventually turned the garage in their backyard into like where we partied and hung out at. Okay. But that was years, years, years down the line. Uh, yeah, that's not exactly, you know, Little League years. <laughs> no. Well, we were on the same, but and Tim and I were on the same baseball team. Mm-hmm. It was um, Cabana Water Ice was the name of our team, which is just a sponsor in town that had great ice cream and water ice. I, my sister worked there. I think, like, you can't be a teenage girl until you worked at Cabana, like, yeah. in our area. It was one of those, like communal places that's where all the baseball teams went after if you show up the cabana 
after all the baseball lets up, the line is half the kids in their jerseys waiting to go up to the front and get something like a treat. Oh, yeah, of course. And See, back where was... I grew up, it was a little ice cream place. It wasn't, what do you call it, water, water ice? Water ice. That's the right way of saying it, I'm sure of it. Well, you know, I, I hate to point this out to you, but your your jersey is fading the longer that you live here. It's not. It's not going anywhere. It just, sometimes it gets stored deep inside. Yeah. And then it pops up. <laughs> the other thing that happened in in that same time period in the early in the early years was I got into baseball. Like and I said I'd be played baseball together at dad's coaches. Yeah, together. but you got like really, really into baseball. Ninety three, when I was in second grade, the Phillies went to the World Series. And that's like you lived like real, real close to eight minutes. Yeah. Door to door eight minutes. Um, you would have to deal with parking and all that still. Yeah, but... But still, you could pull up to the front of that stadium and it'd be eight minutes from where I grew up. Yeah, that's incredible to me. Um. <laughs> so, I went to, I think, 21 games um, in 93. Wow. That's just in 93. Yeah. Yeah, I went to a ton. Um, my grandfather worked um, in the electrician's union that was in charge of the lights. So they could get passes all the time. Oh, yeah. And then we would just sit anywhere we wanted, wherever there was a free seat. Like, mm -hmm. I went to the All-Star game with him in 96 and literally didn't sit down in any seats. Like, we walked through the dugout. Like, I think I got a bunch of autographs that night. That's so cool. So that's what happens when you live so close to stadiums like that, like... I guess I just got lucky that I grew up, like, my grandfather was part of the union that got us in there all the time. I'm not sure they still do that, because this was back in the 90s, and... Uh, employers, there were a lot of, uh, good, a lot better perks, it seems. Because, like, even, because, like, my dad worked for IBM when I was growing up, and he had, like, some amazing perks from his job. And it just doesn't seem like a lot of jobs do that kind of stuff anymore. Yeah, no, you're definitely right. I, I think it's too many people in, um, are turning over, so nobody's spending the same kind of quality years as they used to spend. Yeah, they're not investing in their employees because they're not going to be, you know, 20, 30 years working for them. They're not maybe the going to be there. Watch. Yeah, they're maybe going to be there a couple of years and move on. So, yeah, I, I, I totally understand that, but it's still a bummer. The other thing in 93 was the start of one of my favorite shows. Literally Boy one of your favorite Boy shows. Boy Meets World. Yes. Boy Meets World, it felt like it was about me. It was about a kid my age that grew up right outside of Philly and that grew up being a big Phillies fan. Mm-hmm. Like, how is that not me? But it turns out I was more like the older brother, Eric. <laughs> yeah. And Chris was more like Corey. And the way we fought and argued and then became eventual best friends, it's very similar to how on the show they were always fighting, never got along, and then they became roommates in their 20s together and then became best friends. Yeah, that's definitely you and Chris. 
so that that's something that I can always, you know, think of. What else did we do? We that was my when I was in ninety four in second grade. I think it was my first time going down going down to Disney World. Oh yeah, yeah. Like I've been there ten times and eight of them with my family, and the first time I went was when I was eight or seven. I was seven that summer, but turning eight that September, and that was my first time. My parents did a road trip. We didn't fly a lot. My parents were more into hopping in the car and seeing where we go. We would do random road trips all the time. Yeah. And this one, it was my dad's other really good friend had three children at the time. Now they have like six, but he had three and two were the same age as Chris and I. Yeah. And they have a third that was like two years older than Jessica. So we went to Disney World as a family like six times. That's just incredible like, to me. Like like family to family. Yeah. We went on like six trips together, maybe even seven with that other family. That had to have been so much fun for you guys. Oh, yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Steve and I, we would go off on our by ourselves. Like we were we were like 10 at this point and we were allowed to go off on our own as long as we were meet back at the certain time and all yeah. that. Because that, could you imagine letting Dominic in Disney World go run free with one of his friends? In in today in today's world, no, absolutely not. But back then, it was nothing. Yeah, it was nothing. Like it was totally okay to let your kids be a little bit more free range. Who was I? Was literally with another kid my age. There was nobody <laughs> that could have been responsible. Yeah, it's us. not like you know there was another older kid. Yeah, no, we were the older kids. Yeah. Amongst ourselves. Yeah. Steve was, I think, um, six months, maybe six months younger than me, roughly. So we were the same grade. We both graduated high school together in the same class. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, neither one of you was really, you know, going to be in charge for that particular venture. And also, in speaking of adventure, we had... An exchange student lived with us when I was in second grade. That's such a cool experience, I think, that a lot of kids never, never have. Yeah, I got to hang out with somebody that I consider to be like a sister. Um, and she was from Germany. and from She still is. Um, we visited her seven years ago, something like that. Um, we went out to Berlin. Mm-hmm. And visited her and her husband and their kid and all that. And well, I know that like you guys still even like talk to each other today. Cause... Oh yeah, she might even be listening to this because I do have Germany listeners. So <laughs> yeah, and we know that she has checked in on. Yeah, on... yeah, we've yeah we've definitely. She reaches out on my birthday, and um, her birthday is Valentine's Day. Aww. So I'm sure that means shit to her in Germany because they don't even really technically get married the way we do in Germany. No? No, it's more like domestic partnerships. It's, okay. It's more like that. Unless I'm mistaken, but I'm pretty sure I didn't make that up. I'm pretty sure that's a real thing. I mean, it. it Germany just seems to be a little bit more forward-thinking with... Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Now. History shows <laughs> that they weren't so much, but you know, in the last 
few decades, they've really stepped up. Yeah. Yeah, the other trip that I always think of is... Christiana was there for about nine months, like basically the school year. And then in the summer of 95, we did our first like road trip, road trip as a family. And we drove up to like old Quebec City. Oh, you went up to Canada. Yeah, this was back when you could, you could just get through over the border. <laughs> yeah, you didn't need a, a passport. And... No. no. Yeah. Yeah, so we went to Canada, but we stopped along. When we were coming up, we went up to Cooperstown first <laughs> and went to the Baseball Hall of Fame. The what? No, I'm just kidding. Um, <clears throat> yeah, uh, my brother actually used to live in, in Cooperstown. It's a nice area up there. Oh, is it really? Yeah. I can't, I don't, I recall being there, but like... I remember little bits and pieces of being there. Mm-hmm. I don't remember all of it, but I remember bits and pieces of it. And then we went up to the Hockey Hall of Fame oh, in of Toronto. Course did. And then I can't remember if Montreal is, comes first or if Old Quebec, because we went to Old Quebec, and I know we went to Montreal because I saw a Phillies game in Montreal. Like, the Phillies were on the road playing in Montreal and so that that's definitely oh you know what else I discovered what on that trip it was the first time that my dad and me and my brother watched a movie that we consider one of our favorite movies of all time and it just came out it was the reason the reason that we put it on, the movie on, is because it was that guy from Saturday Night Live, so it was Tommy Boy. Oh. Like, we rented it. This is back when you used to rent movies, like, in the hotels. Yes. Yes. I, I'm pretty sure you probably still can, because it's a, you know, how they took advantage of us for years. Yes. Charge you 10 bucks to watch a movie. Um, and now that's basically running the mill. Yeah. But... I do have a core memory of watching, you know, that movie in Canada, like in our hotel. My mom was like doing laundry in the hotel, you know. Yeah, I mean, with with three kids on the road, of course you got. We were at two. We were still at two. Jessica came the following April. Like, oh my god, we're so old. If I do my math correctly, she might have been conceived right around that trip. Oh. Yeah. All right. Now that I think about it, because she was born in the end of April. Mm-hmm. So, you know, <laughs> if yeah. it's nine months, then, yeah, it's the summertime. Whoa, Scoob, So think of it that up? way, Jessica. Without that trip, you probably wouldn't be here if oh she's listening right now. <laughs> or Jessica, are you Canadian? I don't know. I'm gonna. I'm definitely gonna have to call mom when we're done recording. And if you're curious as to if my sister's Canadian or not, just reach out to me and I'll tell you <laughs> the truth. <laughs> 
it's so funny. Um. <laughs> but we shared a room in every hotel. It's not like we had our own. Maybe we did. And I just don't remember. I mean, it's getting close to being 30 years ago. I can't believe that. Yeah. Yeah. We are. We are old. Well, and Jessica was born, when, like I said, when I was in third grade. Yeah. So, and I remember um, when Jessica was born and, like, it kind of shaped how I talked to girls and like in general because i i had the wherewithal to know like all of a sudden you wanted to protect this little sister yeah and karmatically if i was rude to her then people would be if i was rude to girls then by proxy she would be have bad experiences too and I guess it worked out because she's with Austin, and she's super happy. Yeah, and Austin treats her like a queen. Yeah. So, yeah. I think that definitely helped both you and Chris, the way that you treated her growing up. She knew, you know, what she deserved as far as respect. Yeah, that's definitely true. I wouldn't argue that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then the other thing I can think of is what, like, how much those years also, because down the shore, whenever we were down the shore, the other thing I used to have was my own radio show. Yeah, you were talking about this the other day. It sounds so funny. Like, using a karaoke machine and then, like, us talking into the microphones for the karaoke machine, but <laughs> counting in, like, oh, next on the JD and Trisha was who I did it with. <laughs> of JD course. and Trisha show and this song by Aerosmith and then I'd play the song and it was a full on radio station. Yeah. Except for nobody was listening. We you might, were. Yeah, we were. And that was when I first noticed I hated how I hear myself talk. But I love your voice. And obviously you have people that keep coming back and listening to you talk, so... Yeah, I know. I've heard that people... <laughs> Say that my voice, my voice is fine. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I guess everybody that is anybody usually probably hates how they sound. Oh yeah, I absolutely hate the sound of my own voice, which is why I like stopped doing my podcast because I couldn't stand myself. Um, and I, I feel like that's a lot of people. And it's either you push through it and you have somebody else to talk to so that it's not just you listening to yourself. And here we are. Trying to think of music. That's the other big thing. I would say I started having like core memories of listening to music for the first time. Yeah, you're just talking about Aerosmith. So what else? Um, um, it, it would be, like, classic rock is, like, early on, like, I, I found the Beatles, like, best of, mm-hmm. and would listen to that, um, but I would say, um, like, like, the other day we were watching 
Bush Glycerine. Yeah. When he's li- when they were live at MTV the spring break when it's pouring rain. Yep. Like I have a core memory of that happening when I was nine. Um but also at the same time <laughs> um speaking of friends I grew up with, you know, I've talked about John Johnson so many times and I'm gonna talk about John so many times going forward because in third grade um, is when we shared a class together. And by when you're in third grade, your entire class is always together. So we were at the same teacher. Um, and actually, John got me my first CD as a birthday gift that year. Uh-huh. Um, do you want me to give you a hint to see if you can guess which CD I got for my birthday when Ooh. I was nine? Yes. I was nine. So this was 95. Okay. I'll give you a hint. Don't go chasing. <laughs> Don't go chasing waterfalls. Crazy, yeah. sexy, cool. Oh by my TLC God. was given to me for my birthday by John. <laughs> and it's John, a classic. And John was known for, like, you think of a song or you think of anything, you think of John. Yeah. Um. He used to, you know, whenever I hear Sweet Caroline or, um, oh my god, now I'm blanking. I'll get to the John stories eventually. Yeah, you will. John will need a whole episode. At least one. I feel like Tim needs a whole episode, John needs a whole episode, you need a whole episode. Just one for me? Probably half that. (laughs) You're right. (laughs) So yeah, I, I we'll get more into the what I call the Kershaw days, which is fourth through eighth grade for me in the next episode. I wanted to just touch on these for now. Yeah. So thanks for following along, and yeah, I appreciate you listening. <laughs>